Hi, uh, welcome to the New Voting Project. My name is Kanal. Yeah, hi, we see you too. Um, and today we're here with Christina Williams, a student at Clark Atlanta University, um, who has been spearheading um, CAU Votes, which is a voting initiative on campus. Um, she's previously led efforts to build a coalition of voters um, on her campus, organized, canceled classes on, on, on um, I believe, election day, and, and also held a runoff um, in a off-focused couch party in December. So uh, it's really great to have a, a student representative from CAU Votes um, to talk about the collegiate experience when it comes to voting rights. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course, anytime. So yeah, let's get into these questions. Um, for the first one, kind of talk a little bit about your background um, and, and you know what got you into this, why, why voting rights, um, and, and touch on how uh, Clark Atlanta University is preparing you uh, for, for your future career. Yeah, so I always like to say that I became an organizer by accident. You know, I've always been really politically involved and engaged, and I've always cared about things in my community, but I never felt that I as an individual can make an impact and really change things and encourage other people to do the same. Um, but about a year ago, the summer before the 2020 elections, I, of course, as a political science major, I was immersed in what was going on and I was immersed in all that news. But when I looked around at my peers and at my campus community, especially when we were in a virtual environment, I didn't see anyone talking about it. I didn't see anyone talking about the election. I didn't see anyone talking about registering to vote. I didn't see anyone talking about the census. And so I saw a real gap in our community between what was going on and our impact in that. And so I just got curious and I started to Google around, what can I do as an individual? What organizations are already doing this work with students on college campuses? And that led to one connection after another, one fellowship after another. And I was able to found CAU Votes to kind of close that gap. And as far as how CAU is helping prepare me to be a better organizer, we say this all the time, we ask why. When it comes to politics and policy in our communities and the way that things play out, we don't just look at what's happening, but we always ask why. And that really plays into when I ask the question, why is no one talking about this? Why is no one registering our students? And so that's how that all tied together. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's a good motto. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we use that sometimes as I'm an organizer in California. Uh, so that's something we do we do on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, but why why take the political route, you know, the advocacy route? You're, you're, you're studying political science, so obviously this is a field of interest to you. Um, why go towards activism, community organizing? Is there something in the past? You know, what is your why? Where, where did you discover um, uh, politics as, as a gateway to helping people? Well, honestly, it's exactly what you just said. I see politics and activism as a gateway to helping people. I think that everything else stems through our activism and through our vote and through our civic engagement. Politics is personal. Everything that we do is political, no matter how you look at it. And for me, the best way to address all the issues that I care about is to really focus on community education and civic engagement and making sure people are involved in that process and selecting who makes those decisions for us if we don't do it for ourselves. Right, and, and are you aspiring to be one of those decision makers? Well, I've thought about it. 
And I, right now at this point in my life, I prefer to be more on the ground and I prefer more of the education piece, but I consider eventually running for local office. Local office. Interesting. Why local office? Well, also here at Clark Atlanta University in our political science department, we really stress the importance of state and local elections. And that goes back into, again, the community education piece. I know that in the grand scheme of things, a lot of what we see when it comes to politics is on a national level. And those representatives are the furthest removed from us. They do have, of course, an impact on our lives, but our state and local officials have more of an impact on our daily lives and things that affect us every day. The schools that we go to, the education that we get, the food that's in our grocery store, whether or not we have a grocery store, how safe our sidewalks are, things like that that we experience every single day, those decisions are made by the people closer to us. Yeah, makes sense. Um, and what, what position do you think you'd run for? I can't be specific now. I really have no idea. I just would really want to pour back into my community and take all the education and the resources that I've got. Having been fortunate enough to go away for college and get these experiences, I would want to do something, but I can't say what right now. I have no idea. Okay. Okay. That helps. I'm not going to put you under a pressure cooker or anything. Um, let's talk about your work with CAU Votes. Um, why did you found that organization? How far did you get? You know, how did you utilize the resources your university offers? What did you build? And yeah, let, let's start there and I'll build off that question. Yeah, definitely. So like I said, it really just started with the curiosity um, and honestly, a little bit of anger about why no one was talking about how important this election was, or even that there was an election happening at my school. Um, I attended HBCU in Atlanta, Georgia. We have a really rich history deep within the civil rights movement, deep within civil rights organizing. And it just didn't make sense to me that we weren't kind of living up to that in that moment and making sure that our students not only knew what was happening, but they were actively involved. And so I decided to try my best to fill that role. My vision for what happened is a lot less than what ended up happening, and I'm grateful for that. Um, but like I said, I really started reaching out to different organizations that were already doing this work, the Andrew Goodman Foundation, Campus Vote Project, all national nonpartisan nonprofits that work with college students and young people who are supporting civic engagement in their spaces and really trying to institutionalize it on their campus. And so one of the very first things that we did is our campus action plan. And that was basically looked at our data about how many students on our campus are voting, which ones aren't voting, and then we asked the question why. And then we came up with our strategies and our tactics for how we would reach out to students, especially in the time we were completely virtual um, as all this was happening. So it was really hard to reach students who are spread out across the country. A lot of us come from out of state. Um, but we ended up relying a lot on social media. We created the Instagram and we would post all of our information there. But another big aspect of it was the coalition building. So over this time, I personally reached out to every single student organization on campus, which is about 40, um, as well as a representative from every member of our university administration, just to meet with them one-on-one -on -one and talk about what CAU Votes was, what our mission is, what we were trying to accomplish, and why all of that needed to happen now, and how they could support that in their role 
And so once we did that, we put everyone into one grouping channel where that we could share information out so that people could share with their members and with their staff members um, to get it out more efficiently because I cannot get to everyone myself. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, and um, the organizations you mentioned, um, they're all going to be on the show at some point. So I'm glad you had a very positive experience working with them. They're, they're great people. I've talked to them multiple times um, and they do, they do phenomenal work. So, so thank you so much. Um, and it sounds like you really, you really put some shit together, you know, as, as organizers, we often approach burnout, um, you know, very often. So I'm wondering how you were able to kind of sponsor an entire organization and not die. Um, so <laughs> do you want to let us know any, any advice, any secrets and, and why, why specifically vote? you know, focus on voting rights. What, what intrigued you about that so much? Was it research? Was it your classes? You know, how did you not die? And then why voting rights? Answer it in that order. I think that'll help, help the viewers. I don't know if there's a secret to how I didn't die. I think that I more so just felt responsible as in if I'm not gonna do it, you know, who is? And like I said, I feel a lot of privilege to be able to get the education that I get and the resources that I have and the connections that I've made. And again, when I look around at my peers and I see just the lack of just even information and awareness of our role in politics and how that impacts our lives, I feel responsible to close that gap. And so yes, rest, but also keep going because you can't just leave it there. Um, and for the second question, I, again, I just think that voting and civic engagement opens the door to everything else. I think that that's one of our most fundamental rights. I think that people should be fully aware of what that right means and what it includes, how to exercise that right, and also how to go beyond that, because we are called CAU votes, but we really focus on civic engagement and civic education. So we go beyond voting. Voting was our focus while there was an election, but right now we're really working on what do these positions do? What can they do for you? What are they responsible for? What else can you do besides voting? Because we also like to tie in everything that happened last year with the protesting. How does that go along with voting? How do they work together, not separately? So things like that. Right, right. And I'm glad you brought up 2020. Let's talk about 2020. Um, your, what are your initial thoughts when I say the word 2020? Let's start there. I think my initial thoughts, honestly, it's just about time. I mean, I know that a lot of people's sentiments about 2020 are surprise mm. or shock. But you know, as a black woman who's been black in America for 21 years, this has been my life for all 21 years. These have been things that I've seen for all 21 years. These have been things that I've raised my voice about for 21 years. And I'm grateful that the world is waking up to that, but I hope that it doesn't get swept aside because 2020 is over, because this is people's everyday lived experiences that are still happening. Mm -hmm. And what about, let's talk specifically about the election in 2020. There was also a global pandemic, and well, there still is. Um, shout out to that. Uh, what do you, what, what, give, give me your, give me your two cents on the 2020 election, you know, top to bottom, 
um, on any election you want to talk about, whether it be, you know, the presidential, any race that you were involved in, what you were doing with CAU votes. Um, how was that year for you? Because I'm sure it must have been stressful. Oh, stressful is not strong enough a word. Uh, when we talk about burnout and not having a break, there was no break in Georgia at all. There was no I know. time. Yeah. Um, Where's Stacey Abrams yeah. at, by the way? Where is she? <laughs> yeah, where is she? She's got to come on the show. Oh, I'll she's here time. somewhere. Yeah. I wish I could tell you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we, we had no break, but it was worth it. Um, I think that for me as kind of a new organizer, I think honestly that it was easier to get people involved in this election just because it was so easy to communicate the stakes. Mm -hmm. And I think that kind of something I've wrestled with is how to transform that energy and make it permanent. You know, when there no longer is a Donald Trump, how do we still encourage people and still let people know that it's important no matter who's running? Um, and as for the runoffs, there was so much pressure and attention and energy coming into Georgia. There was just a lot going on. At times it was great, at times it wasn't. There were a lot of organizations competing for you know, data and numbers and we want you to use our information, we want you to use our link. So it was really hard to kind of come about in that and still have our own voice and our own presence on campus and kind of filter in the information that we wanted to share. You know, I had several very close organizing buddies of mine. They all went to Georgia. I was stuck in school, you know. What is school, by the way? That's a separate, a separate episode that we, I should really get some education professionals on the show to talk about that. Um, but yeah, no, I had several great friends go to Georgia and canvas and meet senators and well, I guess now senators, you know, shout out to them. They're more than welcome on the show too. Yeah, I'm talking, I'm talking to the you know, <laughs> the motherland. Um, but yeah, no, Georgia was is still a state that, that we're actually going to be talking about, um, you know, coming into the 2022 primaries. Um, there's a lot of shit that's about to happen. I don't know if folks realize that. Um, but all right, th those are the lessons I, I, that, that we learned from 2020, right? Crazy. I just describe it as not even crazy, just pandemonium i mean there's not enough explicit content that i could say on this channel without getting copyrighted or now i'm just playing <laughs> um but let's move on i'm gonna ask you a very simple question say yes or no statement i mean technically there's only one right answer uh but if you give me a wrong answer it's gonna be a great conversation too is voting important i'm gonna give the right answer yes <laughs> good that's it. That's all I'm looking for there. Um, no, but do, do elaborate. Why is voting important to you? I think that coming from my community, there is a different perception of politics. There is a perception that it is far removed from us. It doesn't affect us or that the decisions have already been made. And I think that's a really dangerous mindset. I understand it but I think it's really dangerous. When you voluntarily leave yourselves out of conversations of power, you reap the results, whether positive or negative. And a lot of times my community has reaped negative results. Now, I can acknowledge that there are a lot of forces out here that intentionally make it harder for us to become parts of those conversations, but when it's accessible 
we need to do it. And I always say that we should view voting as just one tool in a toolbox. I mentioned this earlier, how protesting, voting, legislative advocacy, all these things work together. They're all their own tools in the same toolbox, but you can't fix it if you're not using every single tool at your disposal. Sure. Yeah, no. And do you think we should give that tool to, to 16 and 17 year olds? You know, the, the young vote, you know, I'm in the Bay Area, Berkeley votes, Oakland votes. There, there are real changes happening where, where I live. Um, but do you think it should happen nationally? You know, young people should be able to vote in their school board elections or their municipal races. Or, or maybe we should just give them the full, the full right and, and, and power of, of voting in, in national elections um, and state elections. What, what, are, what are your thoughts on those? Yeah, my thoughts are really simple. I think that they should have the full access to the vote. Um, historically, young people have always been at the forefront of social change. They've always been the movers and the shakers. We've always been at the forefront of society. And I think that especially today, a lot of the impacts of the decisions that are being made will affect us young people and people even younger than me. We'll be left to deal with that. We're dealing with it right now. And I think that their voices should be a part of the conversation. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd have to agree. I think my voice specifically should be part of the conversation, right? I mean, just give me some goddamn credit. Um, <laughs> but let's, let's talk about your state, you know, Georgia. Um, voting rights restrictions, voter suppression tactics, and crazy laws, SB 202 that is passing. And we see that as a pattern across the United States um, in very conservative regions of the country. Talk about why you think that's happening, any, any statistics and any information you want to share, being there on the ground, on the scene, you know, what, what, are, you, what are you getting the sense of going into 2022? Yeah, I think it really just boils down to fear. I think that a lot of communities that have been oppressed and suppressed for a very long time finally found out how to use their voices and use their votes, and that scares a lot of people. And those same people who are scared happen to hold a lot of power uh, in these systems and they're using it. I think that they're just trying to protect whatever they can hold on to for as long as possible. Um, and I think that's all it comes down to, just the realities of the way that America is changing, the way that the South is changing, the way that Georgia is changing. They can see their power slipping from them and they will use whatever tactic they can legal or illegal, moral or immoral, to hold on to that. Right. And um, how do we as young people address it, right? You're obviously on the ground. What, what are you going to do to, to, to safeguard and ensure the protection of the right to vote? Well, I'm always going to come back first to education. I think that you can't push back against something if you don't know what's happening um, in simple terms. I think that a lot of these laws are intentionally confusing, um, intentionally hard to understand to people outside of this space. And so the real first thing to me, just to build power in numbers, is to explain what's going on and why it matters. And I think beyond that, something that you asked me earlier is that we need to be in those rooms. Like I said, it's one thing to vote, it's one thing to protest, but we also need to be in those rooms, making those decisions ourselves in whichever way we can. Yeah, no, I just want to see it at the table. 
I mean, it's, it's like a really long and complicated and bureaucratic and a uh, holistically corrupt table, but it's, you know, it's got some nice wood on it and still we could furnish it up, clean it, you know, maybe just get a new table. I wouldn't mind that. Um, but yeah, no, that makes sense. What would you recommend to Gen Z? You know, are you we're we're Gen Z, right? Technically, I still don't know where the technically yeah, where the hell they got Gen Z from. Honestly, I think I'm like a millennial at this point. Like I'm way too old for this shit. You know, shout out to Danny Glover for that. Um, but how do how do we make an impact on voting elections policy, wanting to stay engaged, or most of us don't give a shit, man. Most of us are in not not most. I'm not referring to us, but a majority of the youth population is alienated and exhausted and does and gives about three shits uh, 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 about voting. Why, why is that? And what can, what would you say to address it, to advise us? Because we are the graduating class, right? So we are the future. We were the people who are supposed to bear that mantle on that table. Um, but if nobody's willing to take that challenge, then where are we heading? Right. Bring it back full circle. Just ask why. If you see something in your community that you don't like and you think is bad, ask why is it that way? Nine times out of 10, honestly, 10 times out of 10, it's going to lead back to some form of politics. It's going to lead back to something that you can address through voting or through some form of civic engagement. And when you figure out what that is, learn it for yourself and explain it to other people. Meet people where they are and start wherever you are. Look for people who are already doing this work, who maybe understand it better than you. Ask questions and learn and just start where you can. Do whatever you feel comfortable. Of course, the first thing is to vote, but always take it beyond that. If you find something that you're passionate about, keep going, keep asking questions, keep pushing people, keep holding elected officials accountable and just bring people with you. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, no, that, that was great. And in, in closing, how can, how can folks stay updated on what you do with, with CAU Votes? And um, if you want to link your socials or website, I'll put it in the description below. Yeah, we only have an Instagram. It's at CAU Votes. And okay. that's about it. So you can find us there. You don't have Twitter yet? We don't have a Twitter. One man show here. I can't do it all. Yeah, yeah. But if we get more people, we'll be on Twitter. True, true. Yeah, there was somebody else on the show who didn't have Twitter. I was like, what? what is that all about like damn uh is there anything you'd like to add before we log off nothing else for me yeah no it was it was really great to have you on the show the student perspective is kind of um what i'm what i'm hoping to bring the next couple the past few episodes i've had folks from harvard and cornell and and, and columbia come on to talk about their voting organizations so um it's great to have a student experience because we are really you know, the, the next chapter of, of American history. Really, I think it's just me. There should be one chapter just at the one plan. Um, anyway, thank you for your unique perspective um, and, and, and what you do in the state of Georgia. Do keep it, you know, you're always welcome back on the show. If, if Stacey Abrams knocks on your dorm room is like, hey, Christina, I need some help. You know, oh yeah, let me call my buddy. You're on the show. Nah, um, but, but in all good faith, thank you so much. And, and, and we, we wish you the best of luck especially running for office thanks so much for having me yeah run for office please we're gonna have a separate episode about you running for office i love to have okay. candidates on the show yeah they're yeah. perfect thank you so much christina Take thanks care. so much for having me peace